0: Today, we are talking about all of the events from Friday, June 4th through today, Sunday, June 6th of 2021. It was a busy weekend. Um, It was less busy than I anticipated, which was kind of nice, Um, but it was a very busy weekend. Um, Of course, there were some pop-up things that has been interesting to follow, Um, but yeah, it was just a busy weekend weekend for these Royals, um, which is wonderful, but also, um, you know, there's, there's just a lot happening, um, which is fine. It's been kind of fun. Um, so yeah, we are going to just jump right in, talk about all of the events, um, all the announcements and kind of just everything in between. I am feeling kind of rambly today, so we'll see how this goes. Um, So let's go ahead and jump in with the Belgian royal family. It was a very quiet weekend for Belgium, um, I will say that. It, so they had one event on Friday, um, and that is Queen Mathilde visited a education center um, that does. So they called it a college, but I think it might have been like a um, not in the way that Americans think of college, more like a baccalaureate, like after you finish your A levels kind of thing, like or fifth year um, when you're out of secondary, like. I think that's how Belgium is, like you have secondary and then you go into whatever's next. So that is um I think what this is referring to. Um and so they were doing like vocational training for um in this particular instance it was nursing and midwifery. Um, which is a very fun word to say. So Queen Matilde visited the school and talked to teachers and coordinators of that department, um, as well as students. And then they also um, demonstrated or like Queen Matilde was watching a simulation of a um, like in the field, rescue kind of, not rescue, but like medical attention in the field. So they had like a background of, um, I assume some train station, like probably a pretty prominent one in Brussels. Um, and she was able to observe how they did that. Um, but that was like the only event, um, which is fine. It was a, it was a quiet weekend in Belgium. Um, which is totally fine. Um, I do want to go ahead. I I did that. I've done this a few times and I want to start doing it a little bit more because, um, it also helps me kind of prepare for the week ahead. Um, so I'm pulling up the Belgian Monarchy's website to see what events they have scheduled for the week. But again, I also know that, um, this isn't permanent necessarily and things are going to change and things are going to be added in and all of that. Um, so, we've got a couple of things. So, we have something scheduled on the 8th, which is Tuesday. The 10th, which is Thursday. Oh, and then <laughs> there was some, there's something scheduled for the 15th, which isn't even this week. Um, and I was so confused because they never announce these scheduled audiences, but they did this one because it's the audience with Joe Biden. So that one gets to be on there early. Um, but it does just say, I they, because they have it online, um, and I'm super po- excited about this event. Um, so it does just look like it's going to be King Philippe, the prime minister. Uh, so Alexander De Croo, who is the Prime Minister of Belgium, um, will receive His Excellency Mr. Joseph R. Biden, President of the United States of America. Um, so it looks like it's going to be a fairly low-key thing, which I expected it to be since, um, like, we've seen these before. So it's just a big deal because it's Biden's first foreign trip. Um, but anyway, obviously you all know I'm excited about this, um, but it's nine days away, so like I'm not too excited about it. Um, but I'm getting more excited about his visit to the UK, um, where he meets the queen on Sunday, like very excited about that. So let's go ahead now. And we are going to travel to the UK to find out what they were up to this weekend. So we are going to start with the event of the day. Um, So it was actually today. um, There was only one event over the weekend for the UK. So like, again, I say up until earlier today, I thought the day was going to be like the weekend was going to be a little quieter, Um, but then we'll talk about in just a second. There was obviously um, a bigger thing that happened. So um, today the Prince of Wales sent a digital message to the British Memorial at Normandy, which is finally opening, um, and it is, today is the 77th anniversary of D-Day, or the landing at Normandy, um, which kind of marked the start of the end of the war, um, so the war has been over for 70, 76 years now, um, but I think, yeah, um, But D-Day 77 years ago was kind of the start of the end, is the way I understand it. Um, It's the way I was always taught, and obviously common places that that's what it is. Um, So that was today. He sent a digital recorded message, and he is president of the British Memorial Trust, um, which I believe was for the British Memorial at Normandy. Um, so that is like the public facing event. And now I am going to pull up the court circular. You guys, I know we're just going to talk about it last. I promise we are going to talk about it. We're just going to talk about it last because this is more fun for me. Um, So let's go ahead and pull up the court circular. Um, So June 4th is Friday, uh, at Clarence house, the Prince of Wales this morning received Uh, the general officer commanding London district and major general commanding household district. No idea. Um, but anyway, and then, oh, this is interesting. So yesterday on June 5th on, according to the court circular, uh, the Prince of Wales this morning held a meeting with the president of the French Republic, Emmanuel Macron via telephone. So that is the court circular. And now we have made it to the big event. Um, so today the Duke and Duchess of Sussex announced that they had welcomed their daughter. She was born on Friday and they announced her name. Um, and it is, uh, Lilibet Diana, and they're going to call her Lily, which is a very cute family, uh, royal family name. And obviously Diana for um Harry's mom. So that's that's lovely. Um congratulations to them. Um but yeah like I said she was born on Friday the fourth, but they announced it today and so the royals on social media did send their congratulations. So I do want to go over those. Um and I'm just gonna go over, over them in the order I'm seeing them. Um so the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge on Twitter uh, quote, we are all delighted by the happy news of the arrival of baby Lily congratulations to Harry, Meghan, and Archie, and then the royal family. Congratulations to the Duke and Duchess of Sussex on the birth of Lilibet Diana. The, qu- the Queen, the Prince of Wales, and the Duchess of Cornwall, and the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge are delighted with the news. Lilibet is Her Majesty's 11th great-grandchild, um, and then the Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall. Congratulations to Harry, Meghan, and Archie on the arrival of baby Lilibet Diana, wishing them all well at this special time. So the royal family, um, congratulated Harry and Meghan and Archie on becoming a big brother. Um, so again, just congratulations to the family. And like I said, this will continue. Um, I will continually talk about royal babies, um, when they are announced by social media or official accounts. Um, I just think that that's the thing to do. Um, so that is the report. Um, and so with that, congratulations again on the baby. I do kind of love the name. I will say that there are some, uh, you know, things I think about the name, but I do think that it's a very lovely name. Um, like very lovely with the nickname of Lily. Very excited. Um, Okay, so with that, let's go ahead now and move on to the Danish royal family. <music> In Denmark, this is where, this is like a country that was busy, um, but they had like one busy day um, of the weekend. So on Friday, they had, there were three different events that we're going to talk about. Um, So first event was Crown Prince Frederick was present at the Baltic Conference, um, which was focused on the 100th anniversary and 30th anniversary of diplomatic relationships between Denmark and Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania. So I talked about this in the episode that went out on Friday. Um, It's the 100th anniversary of the initial diplomatic relationship between the four countries. And then it's the 30th anniversary of once um, those three countries were no longer in the Soviet Union, they resumed diplomatic relations on their own. With Denmark, so it's like a double anniversary, which is always going to be a double anniversary. Um, but that was the point of the conference was to talk about um, those those partnerships. And so Crown Prince Frederick gave the opening remarks. Um, and again, it was attended by foreign ministers from each country. So. If you're from a country that has a foreign minister, you understand this. If you're from the US, um, a foreign minister is like our secretary of state. They're the people who, um, they're the country's like lead diplomat, um, and they deal with all things foreign, essentially, um, no, but like diplomatic relations between countries as well as embassies and everything fall under that, um, umbrella. So, um just a little, I, I think I've said that before, but just a little refresher there. Um, so that all four of the foreign ministers were there, including Denmark's, um, as well as Crown Prince Frederick. And then later on, so Crown Prince Frederick participated in a, um, ceremony where he delivered medals of fallen or medals for fallen and wounded in service veterans. Um, so he attended this event and delivered these five medals. It was a way to mark um, the opening, the initial opening day of the Invictus Games, which were to be held in the Hague. Um, I I guess this year. I genuinely thought they were supposed to be held in twenty twenty, but maybe it was twenty twenty one. But they have been postponed due to the pandemic for next year. Um, but they, the Invictus Games is a way for, it's kind of, it has a similar structure to like an Olympics or even a Eurovision where it includes people from all these nations, um, but it specifically focuses on wounded veterans. Um, so it's a way for them to have athletic, um, a different kind of way to have athletic like competition, um, which I think is really, really cool. And so, um, Crum Prince Frederick, who is, um, a champion of, like, Danish sports in all facets, like, he sits on the International Olympic Committee for Denmark, um, is involved in, you know, this Invictus Games planning for Denmark, like, is very much going to be involved in the Invictus Games next year, I assume. Um, and so... That was what this was, and I think these veterans that he delivered medals to are going to be athletes in the Invictus Games. I that part kind of got missed in the readout of the event, but I think that's what was going on because they had Invictus Games like Team Denmark gear on, so I think. Um, and then later on in the evening, so Crown Princess Mary attended a concert called Mind the Music, um, which was a collaborative event between. The Odense Symphony Orchestra, and I think Odense is a city in Denmark, um, and then two of Crown Princess Mary's patronages. So SIND and the Psychiatry Foundation partnered together to create this night that was focused on um, mental health and also music and the collaboration between the two and how that can work, um, which is really, really cool so that was friday's event and then there events there were a lot of them and then there was nothing on saturday or sunday nothing all weekend including friday from the dutch royal family um from again king will alexander and queen maxima and so with that we are going to go ahead and move on to norway Norway was a little bit busy for the weekend. Um, Friday is a bunch of things that always happen, and we can't really talk about them because they don't share a lot of details on it, which is fine. I don't really need to know details every week of, like, the Council of State or anything like that. But on Friday, King Harald held an audience with the Minister of Defense, and then he and Crown Prince Akun participated in the weekly Council of State. And also on Friday, Crown Prince Akun took part in an audience with representatives of SIKT, which I feel is something I already talked about and like, no, I think it happened. And then he had another event with them like two days later or something, um, because I know I have already talked about that acronym because I don't know what it means. Um, and I think I got frustrated, which I'm still kind of frustrated, but that's okay. Okay. Um, so that was Friday, but then Saturday, yesterday, there were quite a few things. Um, so first on Saturday, Queen Sonia opened a, like a hiking trail um, that was initially a pile of rocks um, and you couldn't walk it. You couldn't climb it. Like it was just unused space in this public outdoor park area. Um, the details of where this is at was really confusing to me, but it seems like Queen Sonia has been involved in a lot of different projects at this area, um, because there were things named after her and, like, she talked about how when she thinks of Norway and nature, like, this is what she thinks of, like, this place. So, I think she's very involved in, like, the usability of this location, um, but so she opened the path, which is now a stair, well, a stairway of rock and is, you know, usable. And so you can walk on it and continue on the paths. Um, Again, the Norwegian royal family is like subtly hinting at tourism. And I don't know that it's a plan or anything like that. And it might just be that I'm susceptible because I'm desperate to go somewhere. Um, But like, Every time they're doing something, I'm like, okay, can I go to Norway now? Because it's so pretty. Um, Which is interesting because, like, they haven't made, to my knowledge, there hasn't been an announcement made about, like, this is what they're trying to do. This is what they're advocating for. Like, I don't know that tourism is part of Norway's strategy to rebuild after the pandemic. um, But, like, they're still making me want to go there. So, I don't think it's, like, I'm not saying it's intentional, but it could be, and I would believe it 100%. Um, because the next event also made me want to go to Norway. Um, so also yesterday, but technically on Thursday, however, um, uh, yesterday was the official opening. So Crown Princess Mette-Marit uh, digitally opened the Cathedral of Hope, which is a like an A-frame building on the sea um, that is a place for all religions in Norway to gather and have their discussions. Um, but it's called the Cathedral of Hope. Um, and so it was filmed on Thursday when she and Crown Prince Akun visited the cathedral um, and got to experience it and like talk with some of the uh, builders of it and like, just go. And it just, it's this beautiful, like seafaring area. It looks super idyllic again. Like, I don't know if this is intentional, but like making me want to go to Norway in every sense of the word. Like I just want to go because it looks so pretty. Um, you guys, this is what's going to end up happening. No, it's not. I wouldn't do that. I'm going to end up going to Norway instead of the UK in summer of next year. No, I would never because like Queen Elizabeth's Jubilee, but it's tempting. It's very tempting. Um, but anyway, I don't know. It just looks so pretty. And I, I'm i just like desperate for a change of scenery, I think is all it is. Um, so anyway, it was a wonderful, fun, like event outside and lovely tourismy things happening yesterday. <sighs> my dog now thinks she's locked out of my room. Hang on, I'm going to go get her and I'll be right back. All right, sorry about that. Uh she's now back in my room. I have like a bathroom door in my bedroom that also has a door to the hallway. Um, and so she got out but then didn't realize she could come back in. So she decided she needed to bark. So sorry if you heard that, but also not sorry because it's way better than it used to be. Um, Okay, so that is what was going on in Norway. And now we are going to go ahead and move on to Spain. (laughs) Spain. In Spain on Friday, there were a couple of different events. Um, one, both of them were planned, but I had no idea how big the second one was, um, until like later on in the day on Friday, like once things were happening, I realized what a big deal this was going to be. Um, okay. So the first thing is King Felipe and Queen Letizia together attended the annual board meeting for the Princess of Astorias Foundation. so obviously like the princess of Astorias foundation is named for the princess of Astorias. Um, but this is something that was created a very shortly after Spain became, um, democratic. So I think their first one was in 1980. And I think like that was two or three years after the first elections, um, democratically held elections in Spain after the constitution and everything like that. Um, I think. So they were held in 1980 for the first time and, um, it has just always been called, I mean, previously it was called the Prince of Astorias Awards and now there is a Princess of Astorias. Um, so obviously there was a name change in, um, the name change happened in 2015 after King Felipe presided over the last Prince of Astorias Awards in 2014. Um, And so Princess Leonore is the official honorary president of the organization, um, but her parents do a lot of the honorary president tasks uh, because she is a child and still has school, um, and it also is about to move to Wales for a couple years. So they will continue to do board meetings and such until um, probably until all of her education is over, but maybe, like, she'll do a little bit more when she's out of, like, this baccalaureate, I don't, I don't know, and I'm not going to presume to know, um, because she needs to be in school. Like, she's a child. She needs to be in school. That's important. Um, so they attended, and then it was in, um, so the board meeting and the, the like, announcement, or the 2020 annual report came out at the same time for the organization, because it is a, a charitable foundation, um, that aims to highlight work of everyone, um, in certain areas, not just like, not just Spaniards and not just young people. Like it is very inclusive. It's wonderful. Um, and we'll talk more about it when the actual awards are held probably in October. Um, I don't know that we have an official date yet, but typically it's like the second or third weekend in October. So that was the first event. And then later on, so I genuinely had no idea how big this would be. Um, So there were events throughout the day where King Felipe was preparing for the launch of the Iberia bid, for the 2030 world cup for football. Um, so I, I kind of saw that this is what was happening, but it didn't register that they were bidding for the world cup together. Like it just didn't register what was going on. Um, so Spain and Portugal, the bigger countries of the Iberian peninsula, there is also, um, Andorra, but they're very small. Um, Those two countries, so Spain and Portugal, have partnered together to launch a bid for the 2030 World Cup, Um, and that was officially, like, signed and launched on Friday. Um, So, the president of Portugal, uh, Marcelo Rebelo de Souza, who is my favorite, like, president of a republic because mostly because of his name, but also his overwhelming popularity. He just seems like a very lovely guy. Um, but anyway, so he was in Spain for the launch. Um, so he met with King Felipe at the Royal palace, which is where things were happening earlier. Um, and so he, the two of them and queen Letizia had like sat down and kind of chatted for a while. Um, which happens literally every time President D'Souza is in town. Um, Letizia will always, like, meet him, even if it's just for just a moment or anything. Like, I think the last time he was in town, they hosted a dinner, like, a private dinner for him. Um, And then (laughs) the most bizarre thing in the world happened. Um, So it really isn't that bizarre. Like, it's a very normal thing, but I just... I'm putting myself in a picture of like being a tourist or, you know, a, a Spaniard and just like taking pictures at the Royal palace. And then all of a sudden, not only does the king of Spain walk out, but he walks out alongside the president of Portugal, um, to walk to lunch. Um, look, the walk isn't very far. There's a, a um, a plaza, it's called the Plaza de Orient um, right there, and there are, um, restaurants and, um, patio seating and terraces to have lunch on, um, which is the general recommendation in Spain is to eat lunch, to eat outside if you're going to eat out, um, is to be outside and not inside, although you can dine inside, just most people are going to dine outside, um, so they walked to lunch it was framed as like a planning session. Um, but I really think it was just like a casual lunch, but it was kind of framed as like, they were talking about the event that was happening tonight, which I'm sure came up. Um, but it's unclear at this moment, how much, how much of a role King Felipe will have in the, the bid. Um, he has had a huge role when he was the Prince of Astoria's in a bid for actually this year's Um, Olympics. Um, Obviously Madrid lost, but he was very heavily involved in the bid for the 2020 Olympics to be held in Madrid. Um, So it is likely that he'll have a big role. And I'm not sure how big of a competition this, like, I don't know what this is like compared to the IOC. Um, So they went to lunch, had this discussion, and then later on in the evening was the official launch of the bid. Um, so it was, this is bizarre. Like this is going to be a big deal. I think, um, it was King Felipe, the president of Spain, president de Souza, the prime minister of Portugal, and then the heads of each of the national teams. So the head of the Spanish team and the head of the Portuguese football teams, um, were all taking part in this launch. And then after the launch, Um, which is very cool, it's very cool. I I watched it, not live, I did watch it the next day, but it was still very cool. Um, And then after this was a, they called it a friendly game, like it wasn't, I don't think it was a a tournament game, it wasn't part of like the Euro Cup or anything like that. Um, But it was a game between Spain and Portugal, Um, and you guys, it's happened. Um, so this, I swear this whole year I've been like, I hate football. I hate football. I hate football. Well, then I watched a match or game, I still don't know what they're called with, uh, fans and now I understand. Um, so it was a draw. It wasn't even a good, like it was an exciting game because there were people, but like, it wasn't actually a good game. They tied with nothing. Um, but anyway, so that ended the night and that ended the Friday which then sadly ended the weekend. So unfortunately, the event that the Princess of Astoria's and and Infanta Sofia were supposed to attend on Saturday was, I think as of now, it is still just postponed. Um, There was some inclement weather, and so they uh, canceled the event in its entirety, which is um, unfortunate, but I'm very glad everyone is safe and not getting poured down rain on or anything like that. So nothing more to report on from Spain. So now let's go ahead and finish up with the Swedish Royal family. important weekend in Sweden. uh, Today, really. Um, So today, the 6th, is Sweden's National Day. Um, So we'll talk about that in just a second, but I do want to talk about Friday's event first. Um, So on Friday, Crown Princess Victoria sent a video message to celebrate the 400th anniversary of uh, Gothenburg, which is a city in Sweden that is obviously celebrating its centennial. I don't know if that's a word, but it's the word I'm going to use that I have made up now for this. Um, but anyway, the 400th anniversary of the city's like founding, um, which is really old, but I, I don't, re- none of you will remember this because it was so early on in my podcast life. Um, it was like, My first week or something, and Crown Prince Akun in Norway visited a city that was turning 900. Like I think it was celebrating its 900th anniversary, or maybe it was even like 1900th, but I don't think so. I think it was 900th, and it boggled my mind. Like my mind still cannot fathom a city that is 900 years old. Um, because I'm on a country, I'm in a country that is 600 ish, maybe years old. Um, you know, if we go by the 1492, which is probably not accurate. Um, but like 900. So 400, like this is still baby in comparison to that city. But obviously, for them, it is a huge deal, and it is. That's a very long time. I live in a city. Well, actually, I don't know how old my city is. Um, I grew up in a city that is 200 and 10 years old, or so, um, give or take a couple years. So like measly in comparison to 400 years and even measlier in comparison to 900. Um, so that is of course a really big deal. Um, and so that was Friday's event. And then we get to today. Um, so today was national day. Um, in, so in Sweden, um, their national day is very not very, but mildly different than like Norway's, which is May 17th, where they became independent of Sweden um, and like their own country. Um, for Sweden, it's a little bit different um, because it is, it's similar, but it happened in 1523. So May 17th for Norway was in like the 1800s, I think. Um maybe not even the eighteen hundreds. It was probably sometime in the nineteen hundreds, actually, because King Akun was um the first king and he was also king during the war, the second war. Um so it's definitely not as recent, um, but it has always kind of served as like the founding of modern Sweden. Um, when Sweden and also then at that point, Norway separated from Denmark, um, and became like their own country together, um, and had their own King elected, which like the fact that Kings, (laughs) he was probably a King from another Royal family, much like everywhere else, but still, um, it's just hilarious. Um, Sorry, I'm reading the, (laughs) I'm reading the Wikipedia page and it's saying that this has only been like an official public holiday since 2005, which I have so many questions on, but like, I'm not going to get into that with everyone else at the, you know, right now. But anyway, that's crazy. Um, I've only been, I've only been watching them since 2011. So who knows? Um, But anyway, so there are typically a lot of events that happen. Um, The Royal Palace is opened up for free entry. Um, Typically, a member of the family will like open up the gates for this. Um, That didn't happen this year because pandemic. So everything is not normal. There were pieces and elements of this that were normal, um, but certainly not what a traditional Swedish National Day is. Um, so the way it happened this year is at some point in the, in the week, um, King Carl Gustav, Queen Sylvia, Crown Princess Victoria visited an exhibit, um, in the Royal Palace focused on Crown Princess, um, I think it's Margareta. um, I think is like the Swedish version of that name. Um, but it is King Carl Gustav's grandmother, which I think also makes it Queen Margaretha's grandmother, um, and who she is named after, um, because they were both also nicknamed Daisy. So I think they are, that is her grandmother as well, I think. I need to look into that a little bit. Um, so don't quote that, but I think that's what it is. Um... So anyway, they visited this exhibition focused on her life. Um, and then there were different events throughout the day. So the Crown Princess, Crown Princess Victoria and her family sent like a video greeting to Mark National Day. Um, as well as she and Prince Daniel attended the annual event that's held at Skansen, which is this really cool, like they call it an open air museum. Um, so there's like a bunch of different things, but it's all this outside, beautiful scenery. I think it's always held at Skansen, but like, this was a whole different part that I had never seen before, um, because it was much more laid back than previous national days had been. There wasn't really a celebration like this last year. So, because pandemic, um, so that event held at Skansen. So typically the entire Royal family will attend, um, However, because we are living in a pandemic, just Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel were present. King Carl Gustav, who gives a speech every year, did so, but from the royal palace. Um, And then there's always this handing out of flags that happens at National Day. I don't know what it means. Um, Like, I haven't figured out who gets the flag and for what reason. I think they are people who have somehow brought honor to the name of Sweden in the past year, like there's athletes, and I, I think. Um, there's musical performances at this event in Skansen, uh, was so bizarre. I was just, I don't speak Swedish, but I watch these things anyway to talk about them as much as I can without knowing the language. And all of a sudden I like recognize this song that's playing and it's the um, Swedish performer from Eurovision gave a performance of his Eurovision song. Um, during the event and like kind of fangirled over Victoria, which is like my new favorite thing. Um, very excited about that just in general. Um, so that was lovely, but, um, all of that happened and then Victoria did the flags and just kind of served in like the role that her father does in person um, without giving the annual address because he was able to do that from a live feed from the Royal Palace. Um, So then the event at Skansen was over um, and I did not expect there to be anything else. I kind of thought like, oh, okay, we're done. And then I was coming back in to check on some things and work on some more things related to like the website and Instagram and stuff um, and noticed that... There was another video from the Swedish royal family's YouTube and I kind of watched it and it was this performance by the Swedish military band um, performing their, I want to get the name right, they were performing a, it's called a a tap, a tap toe is the way I'm going to say it in English. Um, But it is the, every military does this where they have like a reveille at the end of the night. Um, which signifies the end of the day. Um, and so the Swedish military performed one of these at the Royal Palace with King Carl Gustav, Queen Sylvia, Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel all present. It was all outside. Um, and then I think there were some other Swedish officials, like government officials there, like the prime minister or something like that. And then that ended the night, um, in terms of what they shared. I don't know. I think that was the the end. and so it's just a you know wonderful day to celebrate Sweden and their <sighs> countryhood and just um, you know have like a, a national day an independence day um, to just celebrate and um, you know it's good weather so it's like nice outside and um, it's just a really great way to do that. I feel bad for countries whose national days are like not in the summer. Um, Like obviously, my I guess not obviously. If you're American, it's obvious. But um, in the US, it's July 4th is our Independence Day. Um, It's the day we declared our independence from the British. Um, And in Belgium, it's July 21st. In Sweden, it's June 6th. In Norway, it's May 17th, but then like Spain, and it works in Spain because Spain has decent weather, but like Spain's is on October 12th. Um, and then a few of our countries don't really have like national days celebrated as such. Um, and Spain's isn't really a national day, but it's kind of is. Um, so anyway, Um, you know, it's just a really great way for Swedes to celebrate. If it's, if it falls on a weekday, it's a bank holiday. Um, like it's just a a wonderful thing. So that is national day in Sweden this year. Um, I did post a commemorative thing on Instagram. So please go check out that out. It's the daily Royal. Um, and then on, um, I'm, Also check out the Daily Royal online, uh, thedailyroyal.com. That's like the website. Um, I just turned into like a really old person who couldn't remember the word for website. Um, Sorry. And then also like, please like and review this podcast. And that brings us to the end of this episode. I will talk to you all tomorrow um, for our week ahead. And so with that, I will end this and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a fantastic Monday. Bye.